0: i'm joe and i'm Corey. we're uh, ghost of a
1: chance remember yeah. you can get a hold of us at ghost of chance at yahoo.com
0: that's all one word so we've got some stuff to talk about tonight folks um some some bad stuff or good stuff depending on how you look at it um uh talking about de- demonic forces of, of, of a certain nature um you know, seances, uh, Ouija boards, port keys, you name it. We're going to talk about it. Um, Corey, would you like to start off? Yeah, we'll start off about... Uh, we're going to talk about the Ouija board. Everybody knows what the Ouija
1: board is. You know, Parker Brothers made it and stuff like that. Well, I'm going to tell you the, the the beginning of it. Gage might have a little bit as well to chime into it. He took a little bit of research on it as well. Um, it all started uh, right around... Uh, Right, right around after the Civil War, uh, the the mediums did significant business, allowing the survivors to contact their lost relatives that died in, in the war. Uh, Luigi was created and named in Baltimore, Maryland, in 1890. The use of talking boards was well, was so common by 1886 that it took over spiritualist camps. In, in Ohio. Um, a businessman named Elijah Bond. Filed for a patent. May 28th of 1890. They they received the patent. On February 10th 1891. But. Charles Kennard. Is the name on the patent. So I don't know if you have any more information. On how that became about. that. I think it was like what three of them that was. Yeah. We, on there. We, we. We couldn't exactly find a, a true exact uh,
2: person that actually created this product, but fr- from what we can understand is is that the um, Parker Brothers or the... Um, yeah, Parker Brothers originally bought it off of William Fold. Yeah, but basically those two people right there um, have basically created a, right. a, a very unique paranormal
0: um a child's play ch- thing. child yeah well, I, which i don't agree with because the, the whole idea of, of like you said this the ouija board is meant to invoke the, invoke uh, conversations with the dead by making it a child's play thing i mean it's it's just a bad thing to have
2: and kind of going back with your child's play thing we, we go back to talking about uh spiritualism spiritualism is Kind of what it what 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 we're talking about here. And but
0: the funny thing is, is I was at a store last weekend, um, looking looking at you know your your everyday knickknacks, your your popular collectible figurines, and all these other things. And I saw on the shelf a a a uh, an old style. Remake of the Ouija board, and it, guess what? It was made by Parker Brothers. Yeah, and it's they were selling it for thirty five dollars. You know what, things.
2: Something I also saw is, is that they used to make these out of um, what? What they used to make them out of? Out of wood, the, like the original, and then they started make. You know, they started mass producing them out of what? Plastic, Car- plastic, or cardboard, cardboard. But they essentially did the same thing,
0: but but um, but from what I can understand it's the, not the ju- it's, it. it's not just the board game anymore I, I see more and more things that are Ouija board based I saw a lanyard keychain at the same same store that was a Ouija board based lanyard I see keychains I, I, hell I even saw a ball opener <laughs> I mean that's just the the idea is 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 astounding and you know, it's just bad news. It's just poor business.
2: But, but kind of going with what I was saying back there with, with the spiritualism. Right. Uh, that we're, we're basically going back to what we we're explaining here is the, the belief that the dead are, are able to communicate with with the living here.
0: Well, I, I have proof that that is a possibility, not just a possibility, but it's happened before. Um, it's just one of those things... It, the Ouija board scares me. I won't... I'll, I'll be honest with you. I won't lie. Corey? Um,
1: I've had... Uh, my brother and his friend have used it before. And a couple... Stra- a strange thing happened a couple weeks later. So, yeah. I believe there's some stuff to it. But but, but the biggest thing to me is... Is allowing... Allowing... Uh, I don't know. Kids to play it like it's a game.
0: Yeah. And it, that's just... That's the thing that scares me about it.
2: It... And the thing is, is that people during this time didn't really see communicating with the other side as bizarre or essentially weird here. they It was very, very common. Um, it it's was astounding. a daily part of their American culture during this time so, so, so to, they're to they're have to the, it, the Ouija board and to have... You know, the seances around and this grinding the, right. the that we'll get into a little bit later. Speaking
0: of seances, um, we have a special guest with us tonight, don't we, Corey? Yeah. Um, why don't you introduce yourself?
3: Hey. Well, everybody, kn- well, people I've listened to here knows me. I'm Ghost Girl, and I have a story this week. It relates to what they're talking about with the Ouija Board's this incident happened a couple years ago so not that long ago on February 28th in 2017 and a teacher brought a Ouija board in to a classroom on I think it was she had it in the classroom since Halloween and she was teaching five-year-olds like in kindergarten how to like, use it, and a mother said that her son is scared to be in the dark or be anywhere alone, and they were talking about spirits and stuff like that, and the mother wants the teacher to be fired, but she's under administrative lead, and...
0: Um, they're doing an internal investigation, correct? Yeah. Okay.
3: So, like, what do you guys think about this?
0: Five-year-olds being taught to use a Ouija board—I never thought I'd see the day.
1: That's uh, just asking for trouble, is. Because for one, they're not. For one, they're not knowing what they're doing, and for two. Children are more apt to see the spirits to begin with. Not now, you're opening them up even more using the Ouija board something may have actually attached to one of them that kid is having trouble sleeping
0: it may have went home with them well it's just it's just like I said it's poor business I mean the idea of, of having five-year-olds use a Ouija board um, is the teacher gone mad is she crazy is there something wrong with her head I mean I don't know
1: yeah that's a little that's a little out there I saw that and I was like wow. I couldn't believe that they would even uh, even think about that.
0: Well, it, it was probably done as a joke. Like uh, the 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 teacher may have been thinking to herself, "Hey, let's 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 do something for Halloween." Though no, it was not, and it, it was not a joke.
2: I can only imagine during the time period that this was very popular. Uh, on what these people were doing with it.
3: The Ouija board got really popular. I mean, I've even saw people wearing shirts that had Ouija boards on them.
0: It's it's one of those things. It's just poor business.
1: You know what? I I really honestly don't think that that people know what the Ouija board is actually used for and what it brings out. Because it's, if it was, people wouldn't be using it like it's, it's nothing.
0: It's nothing more than a pop culture item. Is what I think, and that's the that's the association it's been given. And
2: going back to the actual invention of it, and then the actual invention of its name, and how the Ouija board got its name. And matter of fact, Corey, I think you can speak on behalf of the actual name of how the board got its name.
1: Yeah, it was. It was actually. It, it came. It actually came from using the Ouija board, and and it was. Uh, it came from the ancient Egyptian word meaning good luck. So what they did was they supposedly, when they were using it originally, they asked the, the Ouija, asked the board what what they should call it, and supposedly it it's, spelled out Ouija. Okay. And supposedly it's an Egyptian word meaning good luck.
0: No good luck has come from using that using what I like to call a device. It's 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 a device that you use. It's not a toy like the Parker Brothers would have you think.
3: It, it's like they're trying to trick you into using it because they think, oh, they're going to just think it's good luck. So That just means they want to be kind of like taken out so they can...
2: The, the Ouija board was basically kind of counterintuitive to its, its name here. The Ouija board basically was... It, it was, didn't really have.
0: It, nowadays, it's treated as something nothing more than a toy or something that you know pop. You know, it's like a popularity device. Nobody knew
2: what it was used for.
0: But now, back then, it was something of a serious nature, and it's yep. just weird. Yep. I don't understand the appeal to you know bringing out things that you shouldn't be even be talking to. It, it's
1: it's almost like uh, when we. When my uh, people I know used theirs, uh, they were asking for asking if if Al Capone could tell them where their money was buried or something like that and and they were getting all kinds of weird stuff on there different stuff like that. They didn't really get any answers, but it was spelling out stuff that had no meaning to it.
2: People basically with the Ouija board wanted to believe that there was something powerful in the world. And the Ouija board essentially was able to express that belief. Um, What I thought was kind of interesting, there are some stories from the Ouija boards basically telling all the way from someone to leave a dead body in the living room. For the in excess of fifteen days, I I found before burying them in their own
0: backyard. So it almost seems to me that it has some megalom. People seem that there's some some megalomaniacal thing about it.
2: Yeah, and then to all all the way to actually helping people write books. I, I found out all the way, you know, writing poems, stories, to to writing books. So anything that you can imagine. I, I but this Ouija board has, has an effect on so it's certainly not just dealing with the negative aspect, the of, negative it. aspect of it. There's essentially a, a positive aspect to the Ouija board. You just have to Yes um,
0: you have to know what you're doing. I mean that's become a, a happy medium. Well, I mean, well, you know, oh, all, wow. I, all I'm gonna say is good luck with that. But you know, good luck with that. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, well, no, well, no pun intended. Yeah, no pun intended at all. Um, so um, we have some other stuff to talk about. Is that right, Corey?
1: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go right into uh, seances. Um, we're, we're gonna talk about seances. Let him talk a little bit more about it. Uh, um, everybody knows the, who uh, Mary Todd Lincoln is? Oh, yes. Uh, they used to have seances in the White House. Okay. On on, on many occasions. And uh, they, they used to, what they are called, seance parties. So they'd okay. have people come in and do seances in, in the White House. Okay. So that was really interesting that I come across. Now, uh, as, as for uh, the actual... Stuff behind it, I think you did a little bit more research than I did on
2: it. Yeah. Basically, I'll just go right on into saying the a seance is a form of mediumship, which we all know what a mediumship is, is which one or more people communicate with entities of another frequency, the living and the dead. Or and, sometimes other things. Or sometimes other things, different realms and all that. Um, and we'll get into that. Um, and then we go into what we were talking about earlier with the spiritualism and everything, and, and how they, these you, these spirits are continually evolving, um, and, and the seances and the seances essentially are able to bring out um, the, these spirits. Um, going back to these spirits, you have the good and the bad, the positive and the negative. And the dysfunctional, and the functional, um, kind of going back to the actual history of these seances. You got some, Corey?
0: Well, um, I actually no, have some. I don't, my Well, um, my question for you is: Can you bring something of a demonic nature out through seance? Because I've heard there's, I've heard there's a possibility of that. In fact, I, I almost believe there is. In fact, I think we'll
2: get into that a
0: little bit later, possibly. Okay. Um, I,
2: I certainly believe that you can.
0: Okay. Um, well, well, we'll get into it later then.
2: And it, during this time period, certainly it was brought up during the, the slavery mm-hmm. and, and everything. So, I mean, um, there's, there's certainly stories out there of um, demonic natures with these seances coming through. So, uh, I certainly do believe that there's um, demonic natures coming through these seances.
1: Okay. Now, how many
2: people do you have to have to have a seance? Um, Any set number? I don't think there's any set number, but normally there's probably, you know, you can have, like, a group sitting around. Typically, when this was first founded, you'd typically sit at a table, and you'd have just about however many people we have here right now, the four of us, four or five of us, and probably a good-sized table and... You'd have enough energy to um, communicate with. So it's energy-based, then. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, these spirits don't necessarily... I wouldn't necessarily call these spirits running the seance mm-hmm. or the Ouija board. Essentially, I'd, I'd put it like you'd be... Um, your energy would be... Um, Mm -hmm. you know it's a transfer of energy
1: here so i mean which would allow them to channel through one per person or all people at the table or is it just choose one person in particular that would channel through that's a good that's
2: a good ah Uh, that's to be from i think determined
0: from what i've understood about seances in order to bring something out you have to have a reliquary with you um something that a spirit can put itself into to enter this realm. Yeah. And it could be anything from a mirror to a pencil that you're you're laying you you've laid on the table that's that's there at the seance. Yeah. It could literally be anything, but if a spirit or or something of a demonic nature attaches itself to it it's considered reliquary.
2: And you know what I think I read about that. Yeah, I think I think that that's definitely
0: so, it, 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 does that have to be like a, a pencil, or could it be a person? It could be a person. It could be literally. It could be literally anything that this demonic force attaches itself to.
1: Does that have to be demonic to, to be able to to come through you?
0: Generally, a demonic force needs a reliquary in order to exist. No, let's say we're just uh, say
1: we, we did a seance and we we're trying to call uh, one of one of our former loved ones. Now, does that have to use? So, does we have to have a reliquary for that?
0: Not necessarily. Um, And like I said, a reliquary is most commonly used with demonic forces. And the reason why is because this demonic force needs something to go back to once it's made its presence known. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're just talking with a loved one, Mm -hmm. a loved one will usually communicate through a medium. A medium will tell you what they are hearing or what they are not hearing. An actual demon, if it it made its presence known, it would attach itself to something known as a reliquary. And the reason why it does this is because if it's attached to a reliquary, say it's dispatched. If you don't get rid of the reliquary, it can come back because that's where that's where it gets retransmitted to, and it can make itself presence make its presence known time and time again mm-hmm. because its reliquary has been not established as, as being removed.
1: So what do you do with it after you uses it? As a if reliquary? you fi-
0: if you manage to find a reliquary that a demon is is inhabiting, uh, inhabiting, you have a couple of options. You can contact a a medium or somebody who practices Wicca, um, because somebody who practices Wicca will generally know how to deal with something of that nature. A medium will also know. Um, somebody who 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 studies in the art in, in the demonic arts not as a way of bringing them out, but as a way of protecting people from them, will know what to do with this. Mm-hmm. Generally, if you find a reliquary, unless it's cleansed and purified, this reliquary will maintain its status as being a reliquary. Until it is, until it is uh, established as being cleansed or, or, or uh, um, freed from the demonic presence that it holds, it'll still maintain as a reliquary, in which in, in, in which case you won't be able to get rid of what's haunting you.
1: Are you able to destroy it? Will still go. We'll if still you destroy a
0: reliquary without cleansing it, this demon will it will leave the reliquary and attach itself to something else. Mm-hmm. So you're never going to get rid of it. then? Probably not. And if you do get rid of it, it's because it's found another opportunity somewhere later on down the line. Demons are one of those things that are extremely hard to get rid of, mm-hmm. un- unless you know where its reliquary is being s- be- is-, is established. And if you destroy the reliquary without cleansing it. Like I said, the demon will move on somewhere else, or it may stay with you because it knows it can haunt you.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, now, let's go back to the. Let, I'm gonna go back to the Ouija board part of it. Um, say, say we use the Ouija board and they didn't close the portal. Then, then that Ouija board
0: anything goes. Mm-hmm. Anything goes. So, the next time it's used, the next time it's used, and it doesn't even have to be used. It, it, as long as it's there. Mm-hmm. um it only takes one use to unleash something very very bad
1: Now, mm-hmm. now let's say if we we can't get rid of it by burning it
0: correct oh. no, oh. no oh. Don't, you never want to burn oh. a Ouija board don't, <laughs> don't burn a Ouija board I know I'm just bringing it up because I, if you burn a Ouija board not only are you you are not only are you leaving the port key that these things are coming from open yeah. but by burning it you're you're basically giving them a hail fire which means it, Anything that wants to come out is welcome to mm-hmm. because at that point when you when you use a Ouija board you open a port key. In order to close the port key, you need to you need to dis, you need to disengage the Ouija board. Goodbye. You, you need to close it. You need to close it. If you burn the Ouija board, it's 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 basically an open port key that stays open mm-hmm. because you can't close it with another Ouija board. It has its own signature.
1: So you can bury it in somebody's backyard, dinner.
0: No, I don't recommend burying it either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recommend burying it either because, a matter of fact, there's some stories out there. Yeah, <laughs> yes, people there bury, is. Well, people burying people it, bury
2: yeah, it. Yeah, people burying it and finding it, and then you know messing with it and
1: yeah. opening it up. And come on, this ain't Jumanji.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just one of those things. It's bad practice to to burn a Ouija board. And especially my 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 opinion on it um, what I've always said with Ouija boards is is open it own up to it and that's that's you know you you use a Ouija board you own up to whatever happens um, seances um, um, uh, and, and, and you know paranormal stuff in general mm-hmm. that requires something of the port key um, just own up to what you've done and try to make amends to it well, well so- buy one from Parker brothers see <laughs> we can we can
1: say it's defective. We can send it back to them. Just, I don't mm-hmm. recommend mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Mean, Why not? It'd be their
0: problem they and it don't would accept, be ours. Based on what I've heard, mm-hmm. they don't accept refunds for the Ouija boards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> kind of going <laughs> way What's back that? here
2: to what we were talking about before um, with with the seances. Kind of going way back to the, like the history of it. Um, it. Alan Kardec was the founder of Spiritism which essentially has, you know, the same meaning as everything else. And he, during these seances, created typology where these seances or spirits would communicate by lifting and tilting a table by using rap sounds or essentially it was coined alphabetical typology on where it, it, it was essentially before they came out with the Ouija board where, you know, you would move to the letters and everything. These rap sounds would literally be how they would communicate and you would.
1: Um, right. So that, that's where they get a lot of that stuff. That's where, where they get a lot of that, yeah. uh, if, if you're here, I want to hear a noise. Once for a yes and two for no. Right. So that's... Or, that, or even a flashlight. That, that even use. your letters. I, I mean, that's how they used to do it. So, well, alphabetical
2: I mean, typology.
0: It's it's all, you know, and it's, the, all in theoretic, it's all theoretical in, in, in practice when you really think about it.
2: Yep, and those were the earliest seances. I mean, you have different seances now, so...
0: There's a there there was a society in Germ Germany during World War II called the Brill Society and Adolf Hitler was a member of it. They did seances on more than one occasion and um, when they did their seances, it was it was intended to um, help the uh, Axis powers win the war. And um, um, Maria Kosick um, was a uh, uh, she was the head mistress of the of the Royal society. She ran the, the thing, and she she and the whole uh, all the other members of the real society would do seances left and right, and it, supposedly with what they with what they encountered, um, there was a div- there was sort of a what they called a divine um, knowledge that they had gained. Whether or not that's true, I can't tell you because it's never been report. It's never mm-hmm. been reported as being you know verified or non verified or what have you. But uh yeah, um we have some uh we, we, we did an investigation uh a little while back, didn't we, Corey?
1: Yeah, last weekend we had an investigation at uh at, at a house. Uh, I won't mention where it was at, but uh we had a lot of uh really interesting stuff come out of there. Uh, uh what's really cool about it was uh we were in there and uh we asked uh Ready to go. Yes. Uh we're talking about the The investigation at the house, Uh, I saw two cats. How many did you guys see?
0: Well, I saw one myself, but um, it's a strange story about that, isn't it, Corey?
1: Yeah, that's... uh, Asked how many cats she had, and she said she only had one. Well, I'm thinking, how is that possible when I saw two cats?
2: I think... I don't even know if I saw two, if I saw three. I...
0: Well, I saw I saw one for sure, and how how this how this conversation is going to happen. Uh, I was in one of the I was in one of the rooms, and and I was uh, you know me and Gage. Gage had the video camera on him, and uh, you know he's taking video and all that. I said, you know, let's go into this one room. So I I swore I heard a cat or something. You know, it was ruffling. You know, and uh, Gage panned his video camera over, and. Darned if you, darned if I wasn't, you know, exaggerating on this. But we both saw a cat. He didn't see the cat until he looked at the footage. But I saw a cat. I looked over and I saw this cat look at me straight in the eye, and it was, it was, it was. That was wild. It, it uh, was, it was the weirdest experience I had ever had because I'm standing there right by here. You're like, there's a cat right here. I'm like, no, there's not. <laughs> well, like, well, I, know, I, I mean, I, I. Did you even hear it? Because I heard it rustling in there. No. And I looked over, and there it was. And um, uh, Gage was like, "No, there's no cat here." I'm like, "Yeah, there is." <laughs> well, later on that, you know, like uh, later on that night, you know, we he was he caught some eyes up up on the up yeah. on the wall of of the room, the same room. Yeah. But when we looked at the footage, he 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 before we saw the vision of this cat. He looked at the wall, and there was a pair of eyes Uh darting across the wall, and it ended right up on the backdrop where there was a table. There was no room back there. And it was, I mean, it was almost as if we were looking at ourselves in the form of a cat as as our reflection. It was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen.
3: Well, I only saw two, but I only think I saw, like, one that wasn't really there, because... I was in the one room and I was petting a cat and it jetted off upstairs and then all of a sudden I hear either Gage or Joe in the background say, hey, there's a cat in this back room and the one cat jetted upstairs. I'm like, what cat was I just petting? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no explanation. It's just one of those things. Uh, I mean, you know. Yeah, there, there was a lot of stuff that we got out of there.
0: Well, you know the whole the whole premise for our our episode tonight is the, a, a, a seance was done in in the room mm-hmm. of this this house, yeah. and um, you know we saw some pretty bad stuff. I mean, we saw good stuff, we saw bad stuff, we saw the in betweens. We caught we caught uh,
1: breathing on the EVPs. We actually caught. Uh, I don't know if it said no or if it was breathing on uh, on. Uh, um, Video recorder because we heard what sounded like uh, I don't know sound like breathing. No, I haven't a clue. I I, I listened to it. I, it sounded like no to me. But what did it sound like to you?
0: It sounded like some heavy breathing. And the 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 thing that br- the thing that uh, uh, made me especially leery on all of this was, um, and it, I was actually you know kind of questioning it. This in, there was this individual that, that I was talking to that, that lives in this house. Um, she, she had said that she was doing some seances, um, or she had, she had done one uh, one seance. And I had asked her about that, and that's when, you know, Corey was there um, uh, in, the, in that adjacent room when this thing came across as an EBP. Um, so I, I was specifically asking her about the seance that was done, and that's when, when this thing showed up. Um, I can't tell if it was a no or a, or a bre- heavy, heavily breathing sound, but that's, you know, the, the thing that makes no sense to me is that I had, there was no, like, direct form of questioning. I didn't ask if, if there was a seance done. I was inquiring about why and how... Things were done, and to to hear something like of a uh, you know, of a heavily breathing sound saying no doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So I'm I'm fairly certain that whatever was there wanted it to be known, and it did it that made itself known through this the, through this EVP. Like kind
2: of like when you want to hear the word no, and you you think that you, you know you your brain's telling you that it's saying no when you hear it. That's, right. That's the kind of way that I think that it says it, but. Truly, I think that um, it's breathing, but yeah, I, I really couldn't it, tell it, it either. Could, it could go either way with me.
0: But you also got to look at look at the, the the set of circumstances. We are not that lucky, um, just to have a straight no, because um, mm-hmm. it's nobody's that lucky. Anybody who claims they're that lucky is wrong, or they're lying to you. Because in order to truly make out what's being said, mm-hmm. you would have to you would almost have to digitally modify all this. Mm-hmm. To, hear, to hear word work from mouth is, is a totally different situation. So, you know, I, I, I believe it was a heavily breathing sound. And the only reason why I say that is because, like I said, I, I believe it wanted to make itself known.
2: And kind of with being the one that was staring at the camera, the, most of the time I couldn't believe that I couldn't see after looking at the footage that was shot. Um, Yeah, what we actually caught. Yeah, it's just one of those things that
0: shocked me too. Yeah, and you know that's that's the thing about all of it. The the amount that we were able to get out of that place was absolutely truly amazing. It was it was it was one of the most shocking things I've seen so far. Um, I won't lie to you. Um, We caught heat signatures too, right, Gage? Yeah,
2: Um, I. Pan the camera up into what I would describe as being
0: the um, corner of the um, the trusses. Right, right. Um, well, it's it's funny because where you saw where where you saw this because I saw the footage where you saw this heat signature was was right there of uh, right there um, in, in in the rafter area uh-huh. that was right hanging over where the, where the where the stair frame was to head upstairs. So to hear that. Um, and or not hear that excuse me see that um right there when it would be like a you know it'd be almost impossible for it to be a living creature being that it was right there above where the stairs would be right and i couldn't believe that i i, I
2: actually saw I saw that on the camera well, and i didn't know that <laughs>
0: the, the, fu- the the funny thing about it though is we we put our hand up against that yes, wall yes we did yes that we did. wall where the partition was because we'd felt like a a coldness in the air. Yeah, and yep. as soon as we put our hand up there, you pan the footage on the camera up, and that's when you caught what you caught.
2: Yep, yep. And then shortly thereafter, catching that little that little heat, there was a, um, uh, I, I think there there's
0: something, something pulled itself away from that general area.
2: Yeah, something something away from that area. Um, just, we're going to have to take a look at that again. But. Yeah,
0: probably. I mean, you know, it's one of those things. It's just a shocking, shocking set of circumstances. I mean, I, I, I can't believe I saw what I saw. I mean, it's just crazy. Do you, do you think it was uh heat or do you think it might've been colder than what we were looking I'm uh, pretty sure it would have been colder because yeah, we, we, been, we, 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 we felt cold. Yeah. We felt cold.
1: Mm-hmm. We've seen the eyes go by like something took off across the oh, top, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. So oh, yeah. So we didn't we, we 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 did actually see we saw a silhouette of something take off on us up there as well. Right, right. It was,
0: it was one of those things that just, you know. Um, and there's still
1: more to go through.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's. there's um, the thing that shocked me about all of this, though, is that um, I encountered um, something I've encountered before. The last the last investigation we did I encountered something that I like to call a port key uh, a, a, a portal that that bad stuff comes out of kind of like a seance or a Ouija board of you know, some something similar mm-hmm. to those natures well I encountered something something very similar to that um, and Corey can can delve into this later on but uh, um, there was a port key in this room where the seance was done. Mm-hmm. Um, the port key was a, was, was a dual-ended port key. Um, and it was, it, was a, it was a mirror-based port key. But this individual that, that stayed in this room had four different mirrors. Mm-hmm. And this thing moved across each mirror, which leads me to believe that it wasn't just one port key. It was maybe four or five. Um, and it's, it's, it's weird, but I've, I've seen this before. Not in mirror form, but I've seen this before. And the weird thing about it was, I put my hand up what against. What were you
2: feeling out of that core? Oh, uh,
0: when I put judge? my hand up against that mirror, it felt so. The only word I can say is malicious. It felt it felt like something bad was trying to pull me in. Um, I mean, I've I've heard of you know Corey can talk about you know some things that we, we we've encountered before, but not like this. Well, when I touched that mirror, I felt like a,
1: like a static, tingling, like uh, like electricity type feeling now, running through my hand. I put now it.
0: imagine, imagine instead of instead of it being that electrical feeling that causes a little bit of static. Imagine imagine it as if somebody's hitting you, hitting you in the hand with a hammer half a dozen, half a dozen to a dozen times. And, and
2: during this, I never touched that mirror because that entire time I didn't feel well. Yeah. I didn't feel them.
0: Yeah. And And let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. I got a a migraine strength headache after I took my hand off that mirror. Mm -hmm. And every single time, because I went back numerous times to see if it was just a fluke type thing, it was a different
2: mirror every time. And I think on the way out, I explained to you guys that I was kind of dry heaving on the way out. Um, Whatever, whatever
0: we whatever we encountered in that room didn't want us there, and it didn't want us there because we knew what it was. Yep. Which leads into our next story, um, scrying. Um, Would you like to talk about it, Corey? Go ahead, Corey. Uh,
1: Scrying is uh, where they're able to contact uh, loved ones. You're able to see into the future, into the past. It's usually like a black mirror. You got a little more information on it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: We actually just, you and
2: I delved into this a little, little, took a little bit deeper of a look into it this evening, but just essentially what you said, it's past lives. You can see into the past, present, and future. Um, It's kind of going back to what we were talking about. Maybe it was a black mirror. There's these actual black mirrors that you can make or you can buy. And it's, it's kind of like... Not
1: that hard to make, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, it seems easy. It seems easy
2: based on yeah, what we've heard about did, it. We were talking about how easy it would be to, to essentially make one. Um,
1: but well, we, 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 we want to give you a housewarming gift. No,
2: <laughs>
0: no thanks, Corey. I'm good. I'm good. No thanks. I'm good. You know, we're that's one of those
2: things we don't need. But going back to what you were saying, it's like a physical Ouija board or like a seance. Um, you can see the para- paranormal unlike oh, an ouija board where you can only get the sensation of connecting with the other other side
0: you can actually physically you can actually see you can actually physically exactly see, see yeah um um kind of like uh, uh, i've seen i've seen in movies and tv of of certain such things that that, that are that are in the realm of possibility and I, I believe that scrying is is one of those things. It's an, it's theoretically possible.
1: Kind of kind of like that old thing when you're when when you're a kid and they they would uh, say you had to go in the bathroom, and turn the light off, and say "bloody Mary" three yes. times. You remember that? Well, long them been, lines, but I've, this is a little kind of long them lines.
0: I've got a funny story about that. The first the first spirit I ever saw, I was in I was in middle school, and I, I went to an after school program where they it was like an after school daycare kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Me and me and some kids um, went into the bathroom that had it had no windows at all it was just it was inside the complex and the only light was at the bottom of the door um, where we they had that opening well they covered it up with 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 a with a jacket well we said that bloody mary thing three times i didn't think i thought it was a bunch of crock you know i thought it was a whole crock you know a, bu- a bunch of just you know thing whatever you want to call it you know fun but when we said Bloody Mary three times, I saw a shadow figure walk from one room, from across the room, across the mirror where I was directly looking at, um, across the room. A clear, and a, a clear like, mirror, like, right. like it was a clear mirror. It went across the room and went into the, went into the stall. When oh. we turned on the lights, I asked, who went into the stall? Everybody's like, nobody. I said, well, I saw somebody walk into the stall. They said, we didn't see nothing. That was the first time I ever saw a ghost or spirit of, of, of anything. Very interesting, and it was all the sh- these mirrors can do. It was, it was the sh- yep. most shocking thing I'd ever seen because at that point, because I had never seen anything like it.
1: Well, it kind, kind of liked along the lines of uh, uh, the old uh, tale about uh, not having uh, mirrors in a, in a... Funeral home? Funeral home. Mm-hmm. Because uh, mm-hmm. it goes on in lines where the, they're all superstitious about the spirits can come and go through the mirror right so at a funeral home as many people as they have come through there they don't have any mirrors out in in the public viewing area for that reason they don't want they, they don't want spirits coming and going through their mirrors mm-hmm.
0: well I' tell you looking looking at looking at it from a different sp- perspective um, it makes sense that the mirror would be able to show past tense and future at the same time. Because I mean, you look at it from a, you look at it from a mirrored angle, exactly like a, like what a mirror does. Mm-hmm. It shows you an imprint of you versus you know you seeing something straight out. So if you were to reverse that idea and you can look straight out into the past and the future at the same time, it's to me it's theoretically possible. I haven't seen anything that would tell me that it's not, but I haven't seen anything that would tell me it's proof. Actually,
1: there actually had was a person called uh, Nostradamus. 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 Okay. That actually wrote poetry that predicted the future through through scrying.
0: Okay. Yep. That I did not he know.
1: Was, he was one of
2: Like I say, you and I took a closer look at this gentleman. There's you a actually really, mentioned it to me, and you're really like, "Really interesting you know, things no, that no, he no, talked no, about." Nostradamus. No, I can't even pronounce it. Nostradamus. Nostradamus. Um, He's one of the most famous users of predicting. Was it sixteen fifty five? I I think he was born in sixteen
1: fifty five or something like that.
2: But all the way from you know you just explained the poems, but all the way from the death of King Henry, all the way the the second, yep, and all the way up to predicting September eleventh of two thousand and one, and he all did this through his poems. So take a look at his poems, Joe. I will do that from from, from here on or, out. I have a mission. You know,
1: take a look at his poems. Yeah, he, he predicted uh, the assassination of John F. Kennedy and his brother. Okay. Predicted in September 9-11. Predicted uh, the, the Hiroshima bomb yeah. in Japan. Predicted that as well. Pre- predicted the rise and fall of Hitler. Okay. Yeah. A lot of that stuff that he talked about. A very big fire in the
0: 1600s. 1666 London burned down.
1: Yes, yeah. that's that's actually, that was that's actually the fire. Right, that's what he's talking about. He's, yeah. That was one of his poems. That's he predicted that poems. as well.
0: Um, well, I've I've also heard stories about Nostradamus, that I, but I don't necessarily believe what I heard. Um, supposedly, he had um, he had knowledge given to him by. By otherworldly beings, but I don't necessarily know if I, I believe that. I, I
1: don't know if it was otherworldly beings. I think he was, he was seeing the future, like we said, through through the through the scry. Right.
0: Well, it's it's definitely an, a weird practice, I must say. Um, it's one of those things that shocks me just how um, different things, both negative and positive, can come from something as simple as looking into a mirror.
1: One of the real reasons why why Nostradamus wrote in poet, wrote him in poems is because if he came out and he used the actual facts about that, They'd they would they a, would think he's nuts and he'd have been locked away. They would have thought so. Was that's why man. he wrote it poetry
0: like that. So we've got a few things that we could uh, that anybody in anybody if they if they acquired them could use to ward off evil spirits or something of a demonic nature. Um, Corey, you've got a few things.
1: Yeah, uh, one, one of the things is uh, you want to try to keep stuff out of your house. You want to use black salt. Um, you put it around your, your house, outside your house. You can put it in your window, or by your windowsill, stuff like that.
0: Um, you could even put it in, 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 in say you're getting a, a, something of a, of a, of a start of nature in some part of your house, you could even put it into like a little cloth sack like a little, what, 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 you know, like a little velvet bag that you, you can, you can get at any gemstone shop. You can put it in that. And just, the, just the whole idea of having it there, something along the lines of, you know, like a cloth sack, you know, something that has a pull string on it. You put that and you put that where, where you're, where you're getting your, your, a lot of your activity, but you could also keep some on you as a, as a, as a method of protection. Um, um, uh, sage is another good one um uh hell bay leaves and garlic garlic cloves and yeah
1: we had one of those made for us at the bookstore yep. yeah let see that and there. um you got so you've got a stone in here too yeah, yeah you got
0: a stone um, in here. quartz is probably the the most powerful thing you can have in your arsenal i know i wear i wear three or four of them at a time um quartz is one of those things it's a spiritual enlightenment tool But it can also open your mind's eye to seeing things that you wouldn't normally see. And with that being said, if you have rose quartz mixed with regular quartz, mixed with something along the lines of an apache tear or tourmaline, you can keep keep bad stuff away from you. There are other stones out there you just got to know where to look. You got to do your research on them. Tiger's eye is a good one for that. Sandstone. I recommend everybody carry a sandstone.
1: Sandstone worked really good for me at... uh... At the uh, Colin Woodard Center.
0: Case in point, um, Corey hails me over, um, and we've talked about this before. Corey hails me over um, the the, the uh, low level uh, auditorium um, audience section, um, right below the veranda that that has the overlook. Um, Corey hails me over because he says, "Joe, this is an interesting feeling." Um, I get over there, and me, me you know, I, I have certain I have certain abilities that I can. I can uh, um, sense um, certain things. I can sense more so than anybody else, or more, most other people. Um, I automatically felt sick to my stomach. I got a migraine, strength headache. I felt li- I felt like I had been hit by a bus. Um, afterward, um, Corey, I, I asked Corey, "Did you feel what I felt?" He said, "Yeah, but not to not to the extent I did." Right, Corey? Right. I
1: didn't. I, I didn't get the headaches. I didn't feel the sick to stomach. I just felt the felt the clamminess. Felt the heart racing type thing, but I didn't get get to the point where he got sick.
2: And the reason
0: why is because he had the sandstone on him. I didn't.
2: I was up there in the crow's nest up there in the corner. (laughs) <laughs> well, well you, you guys, you, you were getting all right, the I, pictures. Yeah. I was all well, the it's funny
0: it. because you got the pictures yeah. of the same. You, what was there? Yeah. um Did not did not want us there, and you yeah. got pictures of that. Yeah. Well, it's funny because that that low, like I've said in an earlier podcasts, that low level audience section was where somebody had a heart attack and died twenty years prior. So what we were feeling is what he felt when he died. Mm-hmm. Either that or. It uh, had to none. have been. It had to have been that. It couldn't have been anything else. Because mm-hmm. right. because my after that my heart hurt. Uh it, well, it hurt to breathe. Uh-huh. It hurt to. It hurt to do really anything. Like I, like I said, I felt yeah, like I'd I been hit by, by a bus. Yep.
1: Yeah, I never felt like that before. That was one of them things. That uh, we run into that again, we'll know what we're what's happening. So.
0: Well, I don't plan on encountering that again. I like I said, I felt I felt like I'd been hit by a bus. Right.
1: We we may go back. We're going back again, okay. same time in December again. That was a good time. That yeah, was a great time. Uh, um, we're gonna go back and do that again. But we may not necessarily we'll, we'll go back there again, Joey. We, we may not experience that again because it might have been once in a once in a, a, a lifetime deal. Well, or, it's
0: funny because I was asking a lady who goes every year, and she said numerous people have come forward with that same response, with that same way of being have have that same feeling. But it's been different years is what I is what I was told. Um, so it, it, whatever it is, it must be a residual thing. It, it's, I, I, the only way I can classify it is, is it being a residual haunting.
1: So we got to be there at the right day, right time, right day probably.
0: I, I'm not so sure because it wasn't to the day that the person died. It was okay. a few days prior or a few days after. I can't remember exactly what was said, um, but it was not at the same time. It was, not, it was not an anniversary-type deal.
1: So, like I said, we may go back again and may not even experience
0: that. I mean, there's a possibility of that. I, I won't lie. Um, but, yeah, it's one of those things, you know. What I feel is not what anybody else in my group is going to feel. And the reason why is because I am what you would call an empath. I can feel what these spirits feel when they feel it. Um, I, I have a way of finding out what's going on just by feeling the situation out. Um, that's, why, that's why I put my hand on that mirror is because I can feel what's coming out of that mirror or, or what's coming out of a port key in general. That's the reason why I, I, I feel like I've got a gift. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know other people that are empaths and they feel the same thing. Um some people feel it worse than I do because they're more more in touch with their with with what they are. Um, I still have a lot to learn because I only found found this out about myself recently. Mm-hmm. but um, you know it's it, it can never hurt to have an empath in, in, in an investigation. The reason why is because we're we're good at finding stuff stuff is naturally drawn to us. Case in point, I have a cemetery near where I live, uh, not even not even a mile out, and I see things at night. Um, I see things during the day. I, uh, just today, before I left the house, I closed my closet door. It opened itself up. My light turned on by itself without the switch. I had to, un- I had to unscrew the light bulb. Yeah, it's, it, was, it was definitely a startling thing. But then I thought to myself, it's not that scary. Because if they were going to be malicious and in intent, mm-hmm. I would have felt it by now. Yeah. Maybe they just want somebody to talk to. I don't know. Well, one of the really good things about
1: uh, about the group, I think, is we all bring something unique to the group. So mm-hmm. that's what I like. Yep. this or is all, great. I mean, yeah,
0: this is this one is of those. Great. This is one of those things. I'm glad to be a part of this group, and it wasn't until recently that I became a member, and I'm and I'm grateful for the opportunity to be a part of it.
1: Well, I'm glad you're part of the group, and I think, I honestly, think that we're gonna go somewhere with this group, and we just got to keep pushing forward. And eventually, this this right here will turn into hopefully a live show down the road.
0: I mean, I'm I'm on board for that. I mean, I I'd like to see it go live. You, Gage, would you? I would love to see. Yeah, it go live. that yeah, it that's would, it. Would be awesome. Well, I think this is gonna uh, be it. Be it for this this tonight's episode. Um. Remember, we are A Ghost of a Chance, and please email us at chance at yahoo.com, all one word. Signing off, I'm Joe. I'm Corey. And I'm Gage. May uh, the 4th be with you. Happy, happy May 4th, everybody. See you guys next time.